Hi, this is Suparna Goswami, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group. We will be talking about quantum proof cryptography, and it's a pleasure to be speaking with Professor Alexander Ling, Principal Investigator at the Center for Quantum Technologies in Singapore. Thank you, Professor, for joining the ISMG discussion today. It's a pleasure. So, Professor, we were discussing about quantum computing. So, I wanted to understand from you: in the security industry, it is often considered as the last bastion. Now, with quantum computing coming up, what is the progress that is being made when it comes to quantum-proof cryptography, and why should people consider doing quantum key distribution? Yes. So, as you have pointed out, cryptography is the last bastion when it comes to security, and it's actually very important if you want to ensure that our communications remain secure. In the era of quantum computers, in terms of progress that's been made, one could actually say that the technology has been viable, you know, for at least a decade now, and it's being slowly rolled out、uh, around the world. Several countries have networks with quantum cryptography, or in particular, quantum key distribution technology that's deployed. The biggest network in the world is, of course, in China, where they have an, a national backbone that links Beijing and Shanghai, and they have got quite a few commercial customers using that network for cryptography. Now, in terms of quantum key distribution, it's important that people consider thinking about how to migrate from the Cryptographic technology that they have today to something that's quantum safe, and so quantum key distribution, being a hardware solution, definitely takes some time for the installation and for the services to be, you know, baked into everyday use. So it's probably a good time now before quantum computers become fully mature for people to consider doing the migration. Sure. So what is the state of progress being made in this department now? What are you seeing? Well, what we've seen is that you know the technology, as I said, was viable you know ten or fifteen years ago. But the problem is, it was more about the uptake. I mean, the technology hasn't been made, how should I say, taken up by companies for a couple of reasons. Not because the technology was not you know secure, but probably because of the fact that people didn't quite understand how the technology worked. In terms of state of progress. I guess you know the devices. People are getting a better understanding of how to operate them, how to operate them correctly. Because although we say it's quantum proof, this is devices are still made by people, and you know you need to understand how you actually operate the devices correctly, you know, to get the security guarantees. But all of this operational stuff, that's that's the main progress that's been made in the deployment of the technology. Okay, so so professor, you said that. Quantum proof key distribution can be implemented by companies now. So you're saying that these keys can be deployed in current computers as well, and they don't specifically need quantum computers to deploy it, right? Yes. So the idea is that you are going to use quantum signals,、right? and these signals are distributed in the form of light. So we call these light signals photons. Now the idea is that you distribute these photons, and you actually carry out measurements on these photons. But we have mechanisms or Detectors that's actually going to convert these light signals into digital signals. Now, the process of quantum key distribution, we are going to too much technical details. Actually, allows very strong security to be derived from the detection of these light signals, these photons. Once you have detected the photons, you convert that signal into a digital signal, and then you can actually use it. In any you know standard you know digital process, whether it's on your computer or on some kind of smart device, the important thing is that you must first make sure that there is a way to distribute the、uh, photons and then to detect them. And once you have done that, the secret key that is generated is in the form of a digital、uh, string that you can use in standard computing or communication processes. Sure. So how are these keys deployed at the moment? So 
at the moment, the quantum keys usually take the form of point-to-point communications. So we always often think of two users, we call them Alice and Bob, sharing a link by which they can actually share these photons. Uh, for example, this can be an optical fiber. So in the uh, deployment mechanism, what happens is that Alice would generate some photons. She would actually do some encoding on these photons. She would transmit them over to Bob. Bob would then carry out independent measurements on these photons. and then they would actually communicate between themselves, not using quantum systems, but just using standard communication systems to compare whether Bob actually saw the measurements that Alice encoded. And by this process, they will actually agree on a secret key between themselves. Now, once they've gotten this secret key, they can use it to carry out cryptography in any using any system that they wanted. Now, this is quantum safe because the process by which the photons are distributed from Alice to Bob can be shown to be tamper-proof. Quantum particles are actually very sensitive to disturbances. So if there was an eavesdropper, perhaps in the middle, who was manipulating the photons in order to try and extract the information content in them, this eavesdropper would actually disturb the state, the information that's carried by the photons. So when Alice and Bob actually you know, carry out this comparison after the photons have been distributed and measured, they're going to see that there's lots of signals which are very noisy. And this noise is used to actually inform the users about how much information an eavesdropper actually has. So this is actually very unique. This is one of the main selling points about quantum key distribution. And that's why people think that this technique is actually provides very good forward security. Correct. Interesting. So you said that, you know, it is easy to know that if a person has intercepted a conversation. So how easy is it to recognize this by a layman or is it can this be understood only by people who have a technical know-how so it turns out that the implementation requires at the moment quite some technical expertise but the usage actually doesn't actually require a person to have very advanced training in quantum physics because what's happening is that the users Alice and Bob what they need to understand is that they need to look at the amount of noise in the measurement outputs. So Bob would have measured the photons and he would have seen a certain amount of information. When he compares some of this information to what Alice thinks she has transmitted, they can look at the amount of noise. And so the security estimates come from looking at the noise, okay, and not by looking at how the actual photons were generated and how they were detected. So in that sense, understanding the security that's being provided by the system is actually very simple. It's just looking at the amount of noise that's in the system. So here, when you say noise, what exactly do you mean by that? Okay, so let me give you a very simple example. Suppose Alice transmits 100 bits via this process to Bob, and Bob has measured this 100 bits. So Bob is going to take a subset of these bits right? And he's going to tell Alice that whether this subset is what she has transmitted. If there was some technical fault in the system or there was an eavesdropper that was manipulating the quantum signals as they were being transmitted, this subset is going to show errors. This is what we mean by noise. So the keys that the information that Bob receives is not going to be correlated to what Alice has transmitted. So this is these errors or noise, as we call it, actually bound the, the security of the the system. Okay. So as I understand, there is a lot of technical aspects involved when it comes to quantum computing or quantum proof cryptography. So how much is the security industry geared up to understand all this? Are you seeing our uh, chief information security officers really understanding this concept as of now or they, these are still early days? 
Well, it's getting better than it was, say, 10, 15 years ago. In the early days, there was a lot of confusion about how the process actually worked. And I think one of the challenges now is, you know, to make sure people understand uh, why the technology works and more importantly, you know, how they can actually benefit from implementing this technology, how they can make their services that they offer to their customers more secure, how they can protect the data that they're transmitting in a way that's having all the advantages of uh, forward security. So you are part of an organization which is completely working on quantum computing. So what is the kind of work that you're seeing happening in this field? Well, you know, the entire field is undergoing rapid development at the moment. Quantum technologies covers, you know, a very broad range of possible applications from computing to communications, security to sensing. So there's a lot of movement at this point in time. In terms of quantum cryptography or quantum key distribution, we're seeing lots of interest now from companies in deploying the technology. The front runners in this deployment is, of course, China. As I pointed out, they've built large national networks where commercial users can actually use the technology for encryption. But having said that, there's interest also in other countries. Com big companies like South Korea Telecom have started investing heavily uh, in this technology. In Europe, we see lots of efforts in building what we call quantum communication infrastructure. In Singapore, we also see interest from companies. For example, some of the telcos work with us to you know, investigate whether the yeah, fiber networks can actually be used for quantum communication. So what's happening over the past you know, couple of years is that we see more interest now from companies who are trying to make sure that their services that they can offer is more secure, okay? That they can actually make sure that they have quantum-proof cryptography. And we, we're seeing you know, much more interest than what we were seeing 10 or 15 years ago. So Professor, when it comes to deploying quantum-proof cryptography or quantum-proof keys, so what kind of architectural changes will organizations have to undergo or can, they, can these keys be deployed in the current systems? That's a, a great question. One of the problems people often used to think was that they might have to you know, install new infrastructure. What we have seen is that you don't actually have to do that. You can make use of existing infrastructure. The important thing is that the end users must share an optical link. So you can use this via optical fiber. So for example, what we have done with one of our local telcos, we have been working with them to distribute these quantum signals over deployed optical fiber. And we found that the optical fiber network is actually very good. It's very stable. The quantum signals can propagate from point to point with very little disturbance. So this actually is a very useful bit of information. It tells you that companies that want to make use of this technology can actually deploy it with very little changes to how it works. The important thing is that you must have an optical link between the two sites that are using it. We like to think of this QKD technology as another layer of communication that one would actually install into your network. If you have this optical fiber, for example, between your two sites, you can install these QKD boxes into your network. They will generate the quantum safe keys. And now these quantum safe keys are digital strings. Then you can actually use them in any sort of encryption system that you are already deploying. This could be one-time pad systems, or this could be symmetric encryption systems, for example, AES-256, for example. So in terms of of architectural changes is minimal. What's very important though, is that you need to have the correct uh, user interface of how these quantum keys that are generated actually then taken up by 
the encryption services at the higher level. Are you seeing any organization in Singapore where currently this is getting deployed? Yes, there's actually, you know, a couple of uh, startup companies in Singapore that are exploring how to deploy this. And my understanding is that they actually do have customers who are seeing how this technology is being deployed over the fiber systems. Around the world, we, we also see, you know, companies that are actually doing that. So I think, as I already pointed out, in China, there's actually a big network where there's a company that provides quantum keys as a service. And then there are commercial companies that can you know, subscribe to this service to get keys for their encryption purposes. Finally, uh, what are some existing technological challenges that you see in quantum-proof cryptography? Well, there's a couple of challenges that are still existing. One of them is the range limit of this technology. Because it's an optical technology that requires an optical link, it is still a point-to-point -point technology. So it works best when you have access to an optical fiber network or when you have the ability to point free space communication systems at each other because the photons need to travel from one point to another. So in, in a way, this sort of limits the range that you can actually use a technology in. If you use optical fibers, you can easily cover an area the size of a city, but say maybe up to 100 kilometers. But beyond that range, you need to find some way of transmitting the quantum signal. So what we are working on in my research team is that we actually are looking at satellites. We actually want to put uh, quantum cryptography systems on satellites so that they can actually be used to link up metropolitan regions around the world. And so this is one of the existing technical challenges that exist. But beyond that, you know, we are making good steps towards building a global network where we can actually distribute these quantum keys. Great conversation, Professor. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on quantum computing and the work going on in this space. Sure, you're welcome. You were listening to Professor Alexander Ling. For ISMG Nisha, this is Suparna Goswami. Thank you for listening.